What's going on, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Fortis Worldwide. I'm your host, Nate Roboto, and today I'm joined by my good friend and trainer over at Fortis Fitness Studio, Chris Bully. What's going on, man? What's up? Um, so we have an awesome episode planned for you guys today. Before we jump into the episode, I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of Fortis Worldwide, Trash Bandit Tactical. Trash Bandit Tactical makes some pretty cool bullet pens and other EDC gear, um, and if you have not yet checked out their website, be sure to head to their website, trashfanatactical.com, or their Instagram page at trashfanatactical. Um, they keep their Insta like updated, I would say, daily with new products, different designs of the bullet pens. Uh, they also have some other cool products like the dump tray. I personally love that. It's just a nice, neat, organized spot for you to put your things. So you come in and set your wallet, your keys down. It's all there, ready for you uh, when you are ready to go back out into the world. Uh, also, make sure you guys use the discount code at checkout, Fortis Worldwide. That's going to save you 10% at checkout. And please keep in mind, if you make any orders today, they're probably not going to get there by Christmas as that is two days away. And the current state of the USPS is forgotten at best. <laughs> I feel like when you ship things, like you try and get their tracking and it's just like gone. I don't know about you, but it's like ordering things like I just order it and then don't look at the tracking ever. Uh, I've got one in the mail that was due December 18th and it just says it's in transit now and it, they don't know what happened to it. It looks like so. Yeah. So, um, that's not trash fan tactical's fault. Just keep that in mind. He's going (laughs) to get those orders out as soon as he can to you guys. But bear in mind at this point, it's probably a little bit late to get them there for Christmas day. However, Everybody always likes bullet pens. There's never a bad time to get those. So place those orders. Get your loved ones and your friends a bullet pen to start their New Year's off right. Um, And we also have a bullet pen for you here. So if you want to check that out from Trash Pen Tactical. Yeah, that's very nice bullet pen. It's in the Fortis Blue. I love it. And uh, the notebook you guys gave me is amazing. I'm excited to start logging my workouts on paper because the phone's not working out too well for me. I'm I don't with pay you. attention much to it. <laughs> that's how I am. It's funny because I like the app and I like the uh, True Coach like mm-hmm. uh, hemisphere, whatever, atmosphere, whatever you want to call it. But it's just like a little bit, uh, I don't know. I just like writing things down pen and paper. I actually like finally... Started writing down my schedule. Shout out to Liz and Kaylee for harping on me for the past <laughs> few weeks. So I finally have been doing that. And it's funny, like I've been more consistent doing this than I've tried so many times with so many different apps in the phone. And for whatever reason, just writing it on uh, pen and paper just seemed to be a little bit better. Yeah, and it's probably going to last longer than the phone too because, you know, you'll trade out phones and then all of a sudden your information's gone because you forgot to copy it over or something like that. So, yep. And a nice, good uh, book is uh, a good way to log stuff and you'll have it forever. I agree. Must be the pen. Shout out to Ricky at Trash Man <laughs> Tactical for making cool pens. Thanks, Ricky. <laughs> um, all right. So, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Um, so, just want to talk a little bit about, uh, to start things off, just kind of like your background. So, um, now we're into working out, but that wasn't always the case, right? So, um, tell us a little bit, like, did you ever play sports growing up or work out or what did you do growing oh, up? Gosh, no, I did practically nothing growing up. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I went to school, I went home and then I did nothing for the most part. I did play soccer in second grade, but that was about it. All right. I yeah. played soccer for like 10, 11 years. I was never that good, but 
That was like my sport that I played for a long time. I played it for one year and I was an idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is not for me. Yeah, no, pretty much. Uh, so no, I, n- I didn't really get into any kind of sports or any kind of fitness at all, really. Uh, you know, it was schoolwork and then home. That was okay. it. Uh, and all throughout high school. High school, my big thing was the Air Force Junior ROTC program. Okay. Uh, What'd you have to do for that? I never did one of those programs. So, well, um, you, you got to decide. They had de- a lot of different extracurricular activities in the Air Force Junior ROTC. Uh, for me, it was the my first year of high school was also the first year of the Junior ROTC program at Gulf Breeze High School. Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot you went to high school here. Yeah, I did go to high school here. Yep. Um, right on. I was a military brat, but when I started high school, it was here in. Uh, <clears throat> I lived in Navarre. But uh, Navarre High School didn't exist, so we had to get. Oh, bust. really? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no, no they, shit. It did not exist when I when I started going to high school. Um, so we had to get bused to Gulf Breeze High School. Damn, and uh, <laughs> that's a long bus ride. It, it was a long bus ride, man. We jumped on the bus at like six a.m. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. So, um, yeah, so that was my big thing was Air Force Junior ROTC, and we had. Um, we had a drill team, so you know, a bunch of people marching around. Uh, sometimes we okay. had, we had the uh, demilitarized M1 rifles we could march with. Uh, we also had an honor guard or a color guard, and um, so I did. I did lots of stuff uh, as far as the extracurricular activities in ROTC, but uh, okay, n- nothing anything sports wise. They didn't have any PT test or anything like that. At least when I was in, I think they might have implemented that after I graduated. But okay, so. Kind of in the beginning, just started out with ROTC, but no other like sports, working out stuff like that. Uh, man, I didn't even dress out for PE. There you go. <laughs> that's like that's what like what Liz says, as I'm sure you've heard on the podcast. Like she's always like, I was the I was the girl that would just walk around when they said like you had to run a mile. Like it would just be me walking the track. <laughs> I didn't even dress out, man. I I just I just sat on the sidelines and everybody else played. I think I was very um, intimidated. Okay, and. Uh, I don't know what the word is for it, but I, I could not get undressed and redressed in front of people and stuff like that. It was a, yeah. it was a scary time for me. Yeah, that's fair. I was also, uh, high school was, uh, you're talking about high school, right? Yeah, that's yeah high school was uh, definitely a big uh, change for me as well. Like I came from a Christian, private Christian school that I was going to for junior high, and then I went to a public high school, and that was like, like fucking night and day difference. Like I, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I knew it was going to be a change, but I just didn't realize like, I don't know. It just like kind of opened you up to like the rest of the world. I'm like, okay, like here we are. Um, but yeah, I played, I played some sports in high school, but I, I, uh, I never really was like super good or super athletic at like any of them. And that's another thing is that I feel like a lot of people like, they like see me and they're like, oh yeah, he must like, be really athletic or this and that. Nope. Like I'm really good at lifting weights. That's it. Um, Looks can be deceiving. <laughs> yep. Damn straight. So you finished high school and then did you start out in the army or the air force? I know you were in both. Uh, I, I actually joined the air force on the delayed enlistment program in the summer between my junior and senior years. Okay. Yep. And uh, I was supposed to ship out September after graduating, but I had a medical issue and it got pushed back to March. So I was on delayed enlistment for like 19 months. Damn. It was insane. So once you shipped out and you started basic training, what was the hardest part of that since you weren't working out? <laughs> uh, started training in the air force. Um, just basically doing what they told you to do. Um, it was pretty easy, uh, you know, looking back on it, all you had to do is what you were told and you'd be fine. Right. Right. Um, but the, uh, just, uh, waking up early was a problem, uh, because they got you up at, I can't remember, I think it was five or 6 AM and you just started working out. Yeah. You just get outside and go. So, um, that was a struggle. 
Not anymore. Because obviously, yeah, not anymore. Like four, what do you, my ass what is up, wake up? Uh, about four. Yeah, four, four every o'clock. Yep. Yeah, I'm usually up before my alarm, and that's annoying as hell because I don't want to be up before my alarm. It's, yeah. early, it's early enough. But um, yeah, so just getting up early and uh, doing doing the uh, the PT that they had in the military, and then just going all day. I gotcha. Because it, it wasn't all PT, but you were just going all day. So there like was thing to thing to thing to thing, just like thing to thing to thing to thing from the time you woke up to the time you went to bed. Right. And you were lucky if you got to sleep throughout the night. <laughs> Damn. So it's just a busy, busy schedule. They're keeping you up, keeping you moving. Um, once you made it into the Air Force, what is, what was your job? Like, what was your first job? And was it like physically demanding or no? Well, my first my first and only job uh, was a crew chief, um, aerospace maintenance apprentice, is what they called it on paper. Right. That's the that's the formal terminology. That sounds of like it. something from the Space Force, bro. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <Aerospace laughs> or the Guardians, whatever it's yeah, called the now. Guard. Well, they're going to call them Guardians, like Air Force or Airmen. Now the space people oh, are man. Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So yeah, I was uh, I was basically an aircraft mechanic. Gotcha. And uh, we went to we had to go to tech school. It was like three months of tech school in Wichita Falls, Texas, and we still had PT. So we'd still get up and go out and do PT. So that mm-hmm. was that was good for me. But I managed to put on ten pounds while I was in tech school because the food was less regulated. So I was gotcha. able to get more more of what I wanted versus what I needed. Right, right. <laughs> and know? at that point, like you had just so people know, like because this is I think a lot of people just know you now, and because we've got a lot of new members, right? And they just yeah. have like zero clue about like zero where clue you came about from. my past. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is back when you had like your knowledge of nutrition was like, zero, a little bit not, zero, yeah. zip, zilch, nada. <laughs> I'm a, let me tell you, I'm a picky, picky eater and I hate it because, you know, it's, it's obviously affected me and my health. Um, right. but, uh, just growing up, I was never forced to eat vegetables, which I'm kind of thankful for, but at the same time, not thankful because of yeah. my health now. <laughs> but, um, I was forced to eat vegetables. Yeah. Uh, uh. That's lucky then because uh. it's, it's necessary. <laughs> it is very necessary. The but, truth. um, yeah, so I didn't have any, any knowledge of diet or anything like that. So, so cruising into the chow hall. And like when you're in tech school, you would just get what? Yeah, cheeseburgers, you know, pizza, French fries, what, whatever they had. If it wasn't green, I'd eat it, you know? Yep. Got it. <laughs> Bread and meat. That's the. Plus, that's like, to be fair, like, uh, you know, not to harp on uh, the military per se, but just like, uh, you know, how they set up like their food. Like, they, they expect you. So, on one hand, they expect you to stay in shape and like, you know, maintain a certain level of fitness. But then on the other hand, as far as like helping you do so, I mean, at least from what I could tell, like the food options are generally not too healthy or at least like the main options. Like it's like maybe we'll have some chicken off to the side here. But like the main thing is fried chicken or pizza or whatever. And it's like, why is that? But then, you know you know what I mean? Like they don't really like well, I think a lot guys. of the I think a lot of the young troops, that's about all they eat anyway, is fast food kind of items. Right. And, and plus, it's probably cheaper for the Air Force to do, and I'm just making shit up now, but I think oh, it's yeah. cheaper I'm sure uh, it is. for the Air Force to do those kinds of items versus actually providing good, uh, nutritious, fresh kind of vegetables and stuff like that. Though they did have like salad bars and stuff like that. Right. But I mean, if you ever looked at the salads there, I'm not sure you'd want to eat it. Right, right. Like, <laughs> like I said, it was more of like an afterthought, and like the main thought was like, yeah, chicken nuggets or yeah, whatever. Yeah, chicken nuggets. We throw this in the fryer, <clears throat> slap it on the plate, boom, it's done. Right. You know, we can feed 100 troops like this every 30 seconds, you know. Yeah. yeah. So so you went to tech school and then graduated that and then. Yep, tech school, graduated that. They shipped my ass off to Grand Forks, North Dakota. Ooh. 
Grand yeah. Forks. We just have some uh, new members from there. Oh, it's really? A small, small place. Hell yeah. I think. Yeah, small world. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Grand Forks. And I kind of liked Grand Forks. I mean, there's nothing to do there, but I wasn't doing anything anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't into sports. I, d- I didn't do any hunting. That's a big thing up there. Um, I wasn't into I drinking. I don't even know where that is. It's like right in the middle. <laughs> I think it's like by minnesota is what they said like yeah beneath it it's 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 right it's right on the border there's a grand forks and an east grand forks and east grand forks is minnesota gotcha so shortly after the air force i stayed in grand forks and i worked for domino's delivering pizzas and i would have to deliver to east grand forks all right from grand forks that's how close it was gotcha so done with the air force we're delivering dominoes <laughs> then what happened <laughs> well let me back up just a little bit while i was in the air force they put me on what they call their weight management program okay, because yeah. i was eating and eating and eating and i wasn't working out at all at all and back in those days they have had we that. passed 10 pounds oh yeah we're past 10 <laughs> i think when i left basic training i was 169 pounds okay when i left tech school i was 179 pounds okay. when i did my first weigh-in at my first permanent duty station i was 208 pounds all right <laughs> yeah yeah, we're just going up, progression, and up and up, and up the ladder. Yeah, you'd like gotcha. to see progress, but not yeah, in that, not, not that direction. Yeah, not, not in that area, and absolutely not. So, yeah, so they weighed me in because that was a requirement every year, okay. and uh, I was two hundred eight pounds, so I was over their max. And I forget what the max was. I think it was like one eighty nine or something. Right. And uh, so I had to start their weight management program, which in which they required um, every month I had to go weigh in, and I had to lose either five pounds or one percent of body fat. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Good luck. You know, they sent me to they a didn't... dietitian. Oh, okay. They did send me to a dietitian. The dietitian, the only thing I remember from that conversation was she told me to adjust my diet to the food pyramid. Which we all know is ass backwards. It's ass backwards. If Absolutely. you guys don't remember, <laughs> so the food pyramid that I'm sure you're referencing would be the traditional one, uh-huh. which has, I think the biggest group is at the bottom and it's carbs and grains. Yes. I believe. Yes, which it is was. literally... Not the case. No. Um, and then I think the smallest was like meats, right? Like, or, I, no, like I think it's there? fats fats and oils okay, and fats stuff and like oils, that. My bad. So but, I think the second smallest was meats. Okay, yeah. So and then like the third was uh, the vegetables and fruits. Yeah. Yeah, so you had your protein and your fats, which are super essential for like day-to-day life for both male and female. Like fats are really, really essential for getting your body some nutrients um, that you really can't find in any other uh, food. So I think a lot of people like they think the nutrient fat is fat body fat. Like that's not the case. Mm -hmm. So like when you're eating butter, you're not just like, not that you should be eating butter all the time, but (laughs) to be clear, butter is not just like going in your body and then just going to like stay in there. Yeah. It's just not not turning into like body fat immediately. You know what I mean? Um, actually like, and I'm sure you know this, like by Mm -hmm. eating a ton of carbs and then not using those carbs or eating in excess of carbs, those can stay in your body and then turn into body fat. Um, so I, I feel like there's definitely a huge misconception earlier on um, where, you know, the United States like had like the FDA had their uh, food pyramid and it just wasn't like based upon like, I don't really know what it, like it might've been based upon like current research then. I don't even know because I was so young when that first came out, like the first food pyramid. Yeah. And I wasn't, and I know they've so redone it since. <laughs> That'd be interesting to look up. Like the, what they, do know. they even have a food pyramid now? I, I thought they did away it. with it. I thought they did away uh, with it. Maybe they might have. I, I want to say they redid it. I don't know. Um, but anyways, so you're going off that, the dietitian <laughs> basically just like food pyramid. Here you go. Go yeah, food pyramid. Here you go. And the food pyramid, I remember distinctly said six to 11 servings of breads and grains a day. <laughs> that's well, the only thing you remembered. Like that's the only thing I remembered, <laughs> but in, and. <laughs> 
know, and like I said, you know, my, my diet was basically bread and meat. Right. <laughs> so shit, I can do this. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't work like that for me. My body doesn't <laughs> like bread, all that breads and grains, especially since I wasn't working out a lot, even though I kind of felt I was, because as an aircraft mechanic, I had a 60 pound toolbox and I worked on KC-135s. Okay. To get on the KC-135, you got to carry your 60 pound toolbox straight up right. the uh, crew entry ladder to get in the plane and do your work. So in your mind, like, you know, you hadn't worked out before or whatever. This was like, oh, this is hard work. But yeah. like looking back now, this is what? Easy work. It's easy work. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like if you had to do that now. If I had to do that now, I could do that all day. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's nothing to carry a 60 pound toolbox up the ladder. Right. Not a big deal. But back then you were like. Back then, right, this yeah, is me working, working out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need the gym. Screw this. <laughs> you know? Working out, eating your six to seven slices of pizza because it has bread in it. <laughs> and you're like, look, breads and meats. Here we go. Breads and meats. Yes. All right. So you're on the weight management program. Uh, you're 208 pounds. Mm-hmm. They check you in after month one. What are we at now? <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, gosh, I, I don't remember. But I did good in month one okay. and two and I think three. And then I failed four. Uh, but then they gave me a, like a fifth one or something like that. I can't remember the exact numbers, but if you failed like so many times, they would boot you out. So I got an Did extra. Did you find f- the times? I, I found all of them plus one. My squadron commander gave me one extra shot. And by that point, though, I was done with the bureaucracy of working uh, for the Air Force and the BS I had to go through just to do my job. Right. Right. In the military, I don't know how it is now, but I'm pretty sure it hasn't changed much. But if if you're not volunteering for extracurricular crap, like decorating for the military ball or going out into the community and doing things, you know, if you're not doing those kind of volunteer things, you're not getting promoted. You're not getting awarded. You're not getting anything. Right. Right. So you have to spend your off time doing all this volunteer crap to make any progress in the military. Right. So uh, at the end of uh, that fifth, I think it was a fifth failure. Um, yeah, I, I was done anyway. So I, I just let them kick me out. Funny thing, though, a month later, I got in the Army National Guard. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> the North Dakota Army National Guard. I was just going to say, were you still in North Dakota? I was still in North Dakota. I wanted so to stay. How long did you live there? Uh, about four years. Okay. So you were there for a while. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So I was kicked out of the Air Force after two and a half years. And then I went into the Army National Guard in North Dakota. And I stayed another year and a half before I asked them to let me go so I could move back down here to Florida. Okay. At my parents' behest. So Gotcha. And uh, so they put me into what they called the uh, inactive reserves. And uh, so I was on that for a few years while I was down here. And basically, you don't have to do anything unless they call you. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, so after, so during the army national guard, did you make any progress towards your fitness goals or no, anything like that? Or did no. you just digress and just keep going? I just down kept the path? going down the rabbit hole of, you know, kept progressing carbs, in the wrong direction, the wrong direction. <laughs> yep. I was getting bigger and bigger. Gotcha. So yeah. we moved back down to Florida. Um, and then not to keep tabs, but since we kind of are already, what, how much did you weigh when you moved back down to Florida? Do you remember? I, I wasn't tracking. Didn't care at that point. Something in the twos. <laughs> so what happened was, you know, so I came back. I came, I came back to Florida. Then I went to uh, I went to work mm-hmm. uh, uh, for a civilian company and eventually a, d- a defense contractor, which is now BAE Systems, but it was MTI when I started. And MTI. So you've had the same job ever since you moved back down here. Well, I started at a gas station. I start, I worked at the Auto Pride on Hurlburt. I worked at the Tom Thumb on three ninety nine and eighty seven. Okay. I worked there for a little bit, uh, and then. Well, it was there first, and then the Auto Pride, and then. Uh, Do you have any funny stories from the gas station working? <laughs> no, because I was there such a short period of time. Oh, okay, so. fair enough. I do, I do from the from the Auto Pride on Hurlburt, the janitor that worked there, because I worked the graveyard shift. Okay, the janitor that worked there thought I was there to spy on him and report on him. So sick, <laughs> crazy. People. That's it, buddy. That's why I'm here. 
It's my oh, whole man. reason for being right now is you. That's funny. No, um, so there was that. But then I had a friend who worked at MTI, and he got me an interview, and I got a job at MTI. Okay. And uh, MTI, after a couple of years, was it a couple? Yeah, it was after a couple of years, they had a health fair. All right. Okay. So they had a health fair, and I said, okay, let me do this health fair thing, because I was having some issues, and I didn't know what was going on, so... It was a free thing for uh, to do the health fair, so I went to the health fair because I wasn't going to the doctor at this time. Gotcha. And um, I got a letter in the mail shortly after the health fair that says, see your doctor immediately. <laughs> well, okay. That doesn't scare the living yeah, yeah. crap out of you. So uh, I did. I, make an, I made an appointment uh, with a doctor. With a new doctor. With a new doctor, <laughs> yep. Uh, turns out it was a doctor I had had when I was in high school. So I didn't know. I was this talk- area is very small like that. I feel like yeah. things like that happen often. Like, it's like, oh, like I've seen you before somewhere. Yeah. It's like my parents were still going to this doctor. So I went to that doctor when, yeah, yeah. I, when I showed my mom, hey, look, this came in the mail. Right, right, <laughs> to right. see the doctor. So I went to I went to the doctor. She interpreted it and says, well, you got diabetes. And I said, no, I don't. Man. <laughs> she said, yeah, your blood sugar. She took my sugar right there in the office. Yeah. And it was like 400 plus. You keep talking. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um. So the sugar uh, was like four over four hundred, and I said, "Well, you know, I just had like a candy bar or something. Would that do it?" And she's just like shaking her head at me. No, you, just because you ate doesn't mean your sugar is going to go that high. <laughs> You're definitely a diabetic. And um, <clears throat> sorry, all right, so your sugars are through the roof. Sugars they're four hundred, which yeah, is like I know like I know when they do the because uh, I had like one of those fasted blood tests done, I believe last year, like just for a checkup. And they want it below 100, right? Like when you do that? Yeah, it's like 70, 80 or something like that. So uh, you're for a healthy 400. person. Yeah, I'm at 400 after a meal, though. There and, you go. Uh, <laughs> that, that was my excuse. It was after a meal. Of course it's going to be up high. Right, right, right. No, she's like, no, it shouldn't go above like 140, I think she said at the time. Gotcha. Yeah. So so she diag- so like they officially diagnosed you with diabetes. Officially diagnosed me with diabetes, sent me to the pharmacy so I could pick up a bunch of testing supplies and uh, some new medication. How stuff. old are you when that happened? This was 2005. I was 26. Damn. 26 years old. 26 years old. Diabetic. Diabetic. Bad as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And still not working out. Still not working out. Nope. Why was that back then? So, like, I know, because obviously when you joined the Air Force and the Army, you were kind of, like, forced to work out or do Mm -hmm, some sort of PT mm -hmm. or something like that. But now that you're out of those things... And we're working, and then we get the di- diabetes diagnosis. Like, did you start working out at all ever? Or no, I actually bought a Bowflex. Okay, yeah, I bought a Bowflex, put it in my room, and uh, did you use it? I did for a little while. All right, for a little while. All I, right. I think maybe a, I probably did pretty well for like a couple of months, and I had started losing. Young Toby wants to be on the podcast today. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> um, I started losing some weight. I wasn't tracking it very, you know, like I wasn't writing things down. It's like, okay, this is lower than the last time I checked yeah. kind of a thing. So that was that was good. But um, yeah, it's uh, I did that for a couple of months and then it just kind of waned off and it just continually waned off. And um, my medications kept going up and up and up and up. And um, I felt like uh, I started to feel like, well, as long as my glucose is staying where it needs to be on these medications, I'm good. I don't need to do any kind right. of working out. Yeah. So, so you're... Kind of using the medicine, almost kind of like a crutch or a Band-Aid. Yeah, like, it was like a, a safety net or, or something like that. Right. So you carried on that way from 26 to, when did you come see me? Uh, 20, <clears throat> I think it was 2017. Did you work out before then? No. So you're 26 to about... 30... So 10 plus eight. years. 10 plus years, 12 years. 38, yeah. 
No, I didn't. I didn't really work out. It, it just wasn't my jam, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so when you when you started with with me, like something that I was I was talking to a client about it just the other day um, was that you know I thought it was really cool. You came in, and I'll let you tell why you came in. I can't exactly remember, but my point, what I wanted to make was, you came in and like right off the bat, day one, you're just like, I need to make this change. I need like I have no clue what I'm doing. I need someone to you know direct me in what I should be doing. And from then on, you pretty much did. I was like, all right, we're going to run with this med ball. Okay. All right. We're going to do these deadlifts. Okay. And like, you know, ever since, uh, ever since ever, like when we first met, like, uh, you were definitely one of those clients that just like took everything I said to heart and made sure that you weren't like cutting corners or anything like that. You were always there. You were never miss a day. And I think that's partially why, like, you were able to make as much progress as you were able to is because you established a huge, big base of day after day after day. Not every day was like super great, but every day you were there putting in work and those added up to, you know, the big result, which is where you're at now. Um, so, so yeah. So when you first came in, what was the, like, what was the initial reason? Like, what was like kind of like the turning point, the breaking point where you're like, all right, enough is enough. 10 years Mm -hmm. I've been chilling with, you know, insulin and manipulating like my numbers you know, to look good, but like deep down, you're still feeling like shit, but you're not good. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No, um, the, the, the primary thing that drove me into the gym, uh, back then when I first met you was I wanted to get back to flying because I'm a, I'm a a licensed pilot. Uh, but unfortunately in order to fly, I say, unfortunately, that's not true. (laughs) Yeah. The FAA wants people to be medically fit to fly. Right. So I wasn't meeting those numbers that they required. And, um, I felt that maybe if I got to the gym, started working out and, you know, do what they've been telling me to do my whole life. And I haven't done, uh, maybe I could get back into flying. Right. Yeah. Because I couldn't get a medical. You got to have a medical certificate in order to be able to fly the airplane. Even though you might be, you might have your pilot certificate, you need your medical certificate too. Otherwise, you're not going anywhere. Gotcha. So, <clears throat> Which makes sense. You don't want anyone like passing out in the middle of the air. Yeah. Probably you don't want to good... crash onto somebody's yeah. house. And Probably not a good family. look. That's very, very bad. Yeah. And I get that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But still, I want to go fly. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, <laughs> you're just like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what originally drove me in to see you. Gotcha. And, uh, so yeah, we started working out and I guess it was very fortunate that I met you because there was something about you that made me want to keep coming back. I mean, you were friendly, personable, you didn't make me feel like an idiot. And my first day I, I was really intimidated by, by the gym in general, not necessarily you, but the gym in general. I was way smaller than you weren't intimidated by me. Let's be real. Come on. Yeah, but you had all the workout knowledge. You were a trainer and yeah, yeah. you at least had some definition in your arms, whereas yeah. I was just jello at the time. Fair enough. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so there was, and that's what kept me out of the gym, out of most gyms was the intimidation factor. You know, lots of people there know what they're doing. They're did big you ever and buff, try going to a gym? Like an idiot. I did sign up for Planet Fitness. Just for the pizza? <laughs> yeah, just for the, just for the Monday pizza and the Thursday bagels. I think that's, that's still what they do. Yeah, that place, like, <laughs> I don't know, like a quick tangent on Planet Fitness, and I have zero problem saying this. Like, I mean, I understand that like everybody's got to start somewhere, but like they promote mediocrity, which is just so bothersome to me. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't like. Like, you are the perfect example. Like, you came into the gym with like pretty much zero knowledge of like working out, and your and or you didn't even like it, and yeah. now here we are. Like, you enjoy working out. Like, mm-hmm. yep. you know what I mean? Like, you're making huge progress and stuff like this. 
And like, I just don't understand like where it's like, oh yeah, we're going to have pizza on these days or this and that. Like I get like including everyone, but I think our gym is a great testament to inclusivity. Mm -hmm. We have members that are small, that are large, that are male, female. Like we have all different types of people at our gym. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I would say it's probably one of the most inclusive gyms that I've ever like been a part of. And then like the fact that it's our gym is like even better, Mm -hmm. but like, that was something that when we started for us, we really wanted to do is make sure everyone felt like they were included and like that everyone understands that everyone's got a starting point. You know what I mean? Now your starting point may be here. Someone else's starting point may be over here. Like everyone starts at a different spot. But the point is, is everyone starts somewhere. And as long as you're progressing and improving, that's what we really care about at for us, which we still do. Like, that's just kind of like how it is. Um, so you try to plan a fitness, a couple other gyms didn't really work out. Uh, came in and yeah, I think we started right off the bat. We were doing personal training. Yep. I want to say three times a week. Oh, uh, well, I think we started once a week. And once then, a week? Yeah. Was it really? I bought like a ten, a ten, yeah, yeah a ten a pack ten, or something. Yeah, a ten pack, and then it was once a week, and then maybe twice a week, and then you talked me into three times a week. And, okay, and then we got into the. I got into I the classes. Remember that? So that was, you. What, Look at that. Started out just once a week. Yeah, just once a week. And mainly because I didn't want to burn all 10 sessions in, in such a fast right, right, <laughs> kind right. of thing. That, and I was fat, and I couldn't handle it working out that often. <laughs> How sore were you after those once a week sessions? Oh, gosh, I don't even remember, but I'm pretty sure it was horribly sore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I can't move for three days. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, I just kind of progressed. and. You know, so like the, our first session went really well and my yep. time with you went really well. And that, and that drove me to actually come back that mm-hmm. and the fact I had already paid for the sessions. <laughs> right, right. That is also a driving factor. Once you, uh, that's why we sell our sessions in packages. Impacts, so that way yeah. you've already like paid for already it. Paid for it. Might as well ready to go. <laughs> Bring them. Yep. Let's go. So, uh, after, after, after the 10, uh, you introduced me to the class the right. cl- and doing the classes. You talked me into doing the classes and, um, I was I was nervous again. Once yeah. once I left you and went to the classes, I was nervous again, intimidated by the class and all that other stuff. But right. the folks coaching the classes uh, did a really good job of including me and paying attention to me and um, and just showing everybody that was in the class uh, a little bit of love throughout the class and yeah. uh, and helping everybody and letting me know that uh, where I am is okay to be and I don't need to be uh, on the same level as everybody else in the class. Yeah. No, and that's that's definitely something that uh, that it's awesome that you experience that and that you know you're able to now deliver that to other people now being mm-hmm. a trainer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like your your classes, you're doing the same thing where you know I call it personal touches. Like you're trying to go around to every single person in the room at least one time during the class. There's no reason why you shouldn't. And you know, say hi, see how their day's going. You know, it's Christmas. Hey, what are you doing for Christmas? You know what I mean? Uh, stuff like that. That's something we've been big on from day one. And that's awesome that you were able to experience that. And that locked you into the classes because pretty soon after starting, I remember you were coming like six days a week, five, six days a week. Yep. Six days a week. Every day you were open, I would come. Yep. Yep. I remember that. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. And and I try to continue that being a trainer. Now I try to continue that, uh, go around. I'm still struggling with it because I also have like personality issues that I'm working out, you know, you're doing a great job. I think you're, you've grown, you know, and like I said, hopefully this episode gives people a little bit of a background to see like where you came from, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now where you are now, I think it's just like, I mean, it's like night and day. So I think you're doing an awesome job. And um, so when we first started your initial goals, um, I know one of them was weight loss. 
And mm-hmm. I want to say you lost. So you started at what did you start at? Like two sixty? I want to say. I think it was two forty. Two forty. All right. So you started at two forty, and then I want to say in the first year you lost a good like twenty to thirty pounds. Like you lost a good amount. It was it was a little bit. Like I, I want to say ten to twenty pounds. Okay, maybe. ten to twenty pounds. Yeah. So good a good chunk of poundage. Definitely not in the up direction like you had been going for years and years. Right. We started um, reversing that flow and started coming back the other way. Right. Um, and. I think you worked out for like a good year and then we started talking about nutrition, right? Like, I don't think you, we did nutrition like right off the bat. Yeah, no, we didn't do nutrition right off the bat. And the I reason think for that was... was just, I like to make sure you get one thing done and dialed in at a time, especially for someone right. like yourself where you literally, you're blank slate. Yep. You have like, you don't like nutrition. You don't like working out. You know what I mean? Or you, at the time, like you're just, these are all new things. And I think a lot of times trainers like make a huge mistake when they're like, all right, we're going to get you on this diet plan. We're going to get you in this class. We're going to get you on these sessions, like extra things when you're not here. And it's just like from going from like zero to where you thought like carrying a toolbox and a plane was a workout to like, (laughs) you know, actually working out and like Mm -hmm. tracking, that would just be, it's like system overload. You know what I mean? And your brain just isn't going to have the discipline built up basically over the years it's gonna you know one hard day comes along you're gonna be like mm, fuck it and like everything just yeah, explodes i'm out <laughs> so we you know like definitely something that I, that's something i recognized like day one meeting you and i'm like all right we're gonna do one thing at a time so the first thing was just make sure you enjoyed working out which is something that we do at fortis that i'm not sure other gyms focus on is actually having fun when you're at the gym so like if you're having fun you're pretty much most likely going to want to come back if you're mm-hmm. not having fun, there's a strong possibility you're not going to want to come back. You know right. what I mean? At least it makes it a lot harder. So, like, especially for someone like yourself, like, okay, I go to the gym. It's a positive experience. Cool. I'm going to come back tomorrow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus, like, you go to the gym, let's just say, is a negative experience. You might be like, mm, I'm done. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that every day matters. I think, like, it's like, you know, as a trainer, you got to make sure you're on. Because, like, you never know. Like, for you, I would say maybe one or two, like, bad days or days that weren't super fun and you probably would have lost interest real quick at least when you first started obviously you paid for some sessions so i'm sure you would have finished those out but like you know what mm-hmm. i mean if there was a couple bad days or there was even one bad day for someone like yourself in the beginning that very well could have been like you started and nope, i'm done you well, know that's kind of how planet fitness went you know so yeah okay. it's ten dollars a month right well right. i went like three or four times and i was bored <laughs> yep there you go you know not having bored. fun well, and part of the part of the problem is is I'm I'm a, I'm a big introvert and I'm not a people person and all that right. other stuff. So it was very difficult. That was another difficult thing for me to come to your gym uh, and get started there, is because I was going to have to talk to people. Right. <laughs> so I had to get over that fear. But uh, Planet Fitness, I didn't have that accountability. Right. Right. So I had you to and keep me accountable. And then $10 is nothing. And then $10 is nothing. That's okay. I'll pay $10 a month for the next two years for no damn reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like your Netflix, your Hulu subscription right. that everybody has now. Yeah. You're just like, oh, shit, I'm still paying for that. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. I should, I That's should like cancel Disney that. Plus. I'm never going again. <laughs> I was just talking to you yesterday about Disney Plus. Right. <laughs> Disney Plus people, if you're listening, I only subscribe to you during Mandalorian season. Now that it's over, I'm canceling. It's <laughs> uh, awesome. Got to keep me interested. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so you're able to, you know, you're coming to the gym, you're having fun. We're building good habits after Mm -hmm. that first initial year. Then we decided to start on that nutrition. And I remember that was rough. Yeah, that was rough. (laughs) And I remember like the, like, you know, you came to me or just like, I think we were talking and checking in and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm just not like losing as much weight or you plateaued or something like that. 
And so I really like, I don't think I, I'm pretty sure I literally never brought up nutrition with you ever. Like, yeah. I don't first, think you did. I don't think either. I, and you I might've mentioned it. Like I was like, all right, we're going to do working out. And then I said, when we're ready, like I probably said something along the lines of like, when we're ready to do nutrition, then we can talk again and start dialing that in. But I'm pretty sure I just left you alone. And like, we're just, you're just yeah, pretty much. Out. You just had me coming in and working out. And that yep. was great. Um, and you know, so once we had done that, like you were, the gym was like part of your life. You know what I mean? Like it had mm-hmm. already it become part of your daily schedule. Yeah. I remember in the beginning you were a uh, staple at the 4 p.m. class or 4.30, yeah, the 4:30 I believe. Yeah, 4.30 class, yep. yep. So you were there every day. Some days I remember you would take 4.30 a.m., 5.30, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it was just part of your lifestyle. So at that point in my mind, I'm like, all right, awesome. We've achieved one out of like maybe if we're talking about like working out and nutrition, two things that we want to work on towards getting you to a little bit healthier you. And at this point, as far as insulin, so that's another goal of yours is that you wanted to get off insulin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you were still on it after the first year, correct? Yeah, I was still on it. I was was still it less or not really until we started messing with nutrition? It, not really. Yeah. I mean, it didn't start coming down until we started uh, with my nutrition. So, okay. um, but even, even when we started, it was a struggle just to get going because yeah, you brought up the nutrition and we should do things and, and you, you gave me suggestions and you had me uh, sending you pictures of my food every day and stuff to try oh, yeah. to help me stay yeah, accountable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that was pretty good uh, in, in getting me thinking about my nutrition, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't making the big changes that needed to be done. So my nutrition was still kind of crap. I think we kind of worked on portion sizes at first, and then we were going to try to mix in some vegetables and stuff, but I would, but I would keep bouncing back and forth between the old way and the new way, the old way and the new way. And it's like, I couldn't stick with the new way. Yeah. So, um, and your body, like, you know, for those of you guys listening, your body needs, I say a minimum two weeks to establish a good like ecosystem. So meaning, you know, if you're going to try a super high carb diet, bodybuilder style, and you're going to have super low fats, then you're going to need to give your body at least, I would like to say two weeks to like acclimate to how that is. If you're going to try keto or you're going to try something that's a little higher fat, a little less carbs, then again, like you can't just like do it for a day be like, that didn't feel right. You know what I mean? And then you're just like, or that didn't work. And then, you know, you throw it out with, throw the baby out with the bathwater. You got to give it some time. I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, inside your own body, you have a lot of different bacteria and, uh, and things in there and, and what your body builds, the enzymes, the bacteria and all that stuff, what your body has inside it is based on what you're eating. So if you change what you're eating, all of that's got to change around. And it does take a couple of weeks, uh, maybe a month or two for some people. And so if you don't give it that amount of time, uh, for everything to change, yeah, you're going to feel bad for a little bit, but it should start coming back around. You should start feeling good once you get the right enzymes going inside your own body. Yeah. And we started out, I want to say, like you were saying, we just started out, I think it was like portions. Like I still like let you eat just whatever, but yeah. I was like, all right, like instead of eating like this whole pizza, let's eat half the <laughs> let's pizza. Let's eat half the pizza. Yeah. And then I, extra I most bestest from little Caesars. Yep. Oh, that yep. thing is so That's awesome. what I like telling people. <laughs> I was like, we were talking about it and I was like, all right, we're going to get started on nutrition. I'm like, so what are you eating right now? And you're just like, well, every day I go get this pizza. <laughs> like it was like a few times a week. You're like, I eat this pizza. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like a slice. And you're like, nope. nope. The whole, the whole thing. Damn thing. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, it was so good, especially when it was hot, fresh out of the oven. Yep. Oh, so just couldn't he's resist. Eating, he's eating a whole pizza. I was a like, whole pizza. and literally, I remember in my brain, I was like, this is going to be easy. I was like, I'm just going to have him eat <laughs> half a pizza. <laughs> like, this is easy. Uh, so we made, so we initially made some small changes to your nutrition. Um, and then uh, with that, I think you probably lost like another like 10 pounds. Yeah, so. something like that. And then we, 
kind of were talking and then I remember we, I floated the idea to you about trying to do a little bit of higher fat and lower carb diet because it seemed to me that you, you know, you liked your burgers, you oh, like yeah, bacon and like things mm-hmm. like that. And while it may not be the most optimal diet, and that's what I, I remember explaining it to you, like it wasn't like, you know, optimal health, but it was going to help you accomplish your goals so you could use it as a tool you know what I mean? And then now I think now you're kind of like a little bit more balanced diet where you're eating like, you know, mainly, maybe it's still mainly like protein and fats and low carbs, but you're still like having some carbs. Mm-hmm. I still think you hate vegetables, which so do I, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at I'm least still you're, working on the vegetables. Yeah, exactly. We're I mean, I've eaten it. a few here and there, but I'm still working on it. But the big, the, the thing that recently drove me at least towards the keto diet um, and I'm not even sure I actually did the keto diet, right? It was more of a, just a low yeah, carb super kind low of carb. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super low carb. And, um, what, what happened was, is my insulin got expensive. So my insurance, uh, oh, yeah. my insurance, Wasn't that another year too, a year. Yeah. Time? That was like another year. So, so yeah. So we started off nutrition was, for like a year and kind of like yeah. sort of did nutrition. And like, basically I would say within that first year, you became aware of like, holy shit, this is a lot that I'm eating yeah, wrong. Yeah. And then you did make some changes. You did lose some I weight. I did make some changes and lost some weight. But it was still not what you wanted to be. Maybe right now you're around sitting around right above 200, I think is what it was, because you were like... Probably about 210. You were like, yeah, you, you had yet to be lighter than 200, and that was like one of your goals. Yeah, yeah. So, I wanted to be under 200 for sure. So then fast forward, like you said... You went to go buy your insulin for that next year. And they and told think, me 4500 I think you were just like, no, right? <laughs> I couldn't afford it. They yeah. wanted 4500 bucks, So my my insurance had changed and all that stuff. So it was a high deductible plan. And uh, the insulin prices had spiked. So I was taking three different insulins, right? I had a daily insulin, insulin which I was taking 170 units a day, which my doctor says What's is a What's a regular kind? Lo- I have no idea. But my doctor said that was a whole bunch. <laughs> was 170 units a day. And then I had a weekly one and I think a monthly one. So you're taking three different insulins. No, no, no. It was a meal one. It was an after meal one and then a, oh. a weekly one. Yeah. So yeah, three different insulins. And uh, it was about 4,500 bucks for all three insulins. So you're just like. And my deductible just happened to be about 4,500 bucks. Ah. <laughs> so I had to spend, I had to have $4,500 to get my insulin, uh, at least for the first refill of the year. I can't afford that. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's, that's what drove me, uh, the big change. I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey, right? He's yeah. a financial talk show host and he teaches people how to manage their money basically. So I jumped on, uh, the Facebook group, uh, the Dave Ramsey Facebook group or whatever. And I asked them, I said, I need money to buy my insulin. And somebody on there commented, just said, why don't you just change your diet? Try this, right? Damn. And they, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And, uh, and, and they pointed out the keto diet to me. So, all right, I'll look at that. And so, and like I said, what I did, I didn't do keto, but I did low, 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 low carb. Yeah. Yeah. Within 10 days I was off insulin. Yeah. 10 freaking days I was off yeah. insulin. And I remember that because like we had talked about it and I think like you didn't even buy the insulin, did you? No. Yeah. So you, it's, it was kind of one of those situations where it's like when the rubber meets the road, like under pressure, it's like, all right, you have no options. Like it's time. You only, the only option here is forward and yeah. you just have to like <laughs> exactly. start moving. And I remember you came in, you just had, it just seemed like you had a fire under your ass. You're just like, all right, let's do this. And like, yeah, yep. you know, we talked about it and I think we, I just kind of pointed out to you, pointed you in the direction of like the foods that you liked already. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just said, yep. all right, let's eat a little bit more of those. But now we're not eating the bun. Now we're not right. eating, you know, the 
chips and whatever else with the burger. Instead, yeah. we're just eating just the burger. Just but the you burger. can eat two burgers. Right. You know what I mean? And that was something that I remember focusing on with you in the yep. beginning was making sure you're eating enough of that protein so that you feel to like full and you're satiated. Yep. You're not like sitting there like, oh my gosh, like I'm so hungry. Um, and so you started like, we'll just say pseudo keto or whatever. Like it, it wasn't mm-hmm. like full in ketosis and leveling. You never like measured your no, I never measure ketones. Measured ketones. Whatever, right? No, nothing yeah. Like so, that. Um, but you know, super, super low carbs. But like I said, we made sure, and this is something. If you're listening, we made sure that we replace those carbs with fats. Fats are the other energy source. You can't just take away carbs and then also eat minimal protein and minimal fats. That's called starving yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like that's. Yep. And you're just gonna <laughs> if you're overweight, you're gonna stay overweight because your body is just storing anything you eat as body fat because it thinks you're gonna die. Yeah. Okay. Everything you get. So. Yep. We made sure for you that we supplemented with a little bit higher fats um, or, you know, significantly higher fats, made sure you're in that protein. Um, and like you said, you lost 10 pounds in like a week and then it just went off from there. Yeah, I, it started melting. Yeah. I, I mean, so I you didn't went from track. 210. I think you were down to like 180 or. Uh, at the end of it. I, well, I, I say at the say. end of it, I'm still going on. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, the big change was I went from 240. All right. Down to 188. There you go. After all these years. Right. So, uh, but I lost most of that once I switched my diet to low carb. Yeah. Pseudo keto. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most of that I lost at that point. So I went down to 188 and I got off my insulin. So I'm not taking that anymore. I've yeah. got one, one diabetes medication I'm still taking and a couple of blood pressure pills. That's <laughs> it. Other than that. Um, and that's, that's really awesome. And you're able to like fully get off of it. I think like a lot of people, um, especially people that are diabetic and they, they just think like they're, it's almost like they're trapped. And I want to say also, and I'm really glad that you had a doctor that was like supportive of you, like manipulating things outside of like just using insulin. So like changing your diet, changing your exercise. And then like, you know, well, now she, we're not off or my, now that we're not mm-hmm. on this. My doctor anymore. was a little bit of a challenge. Cause she said, uh, she said, I don't ever, I don't see you ever coming off insulin. Oh, <laughs> is what she never told mind. Me. So I was like, supportive. challenge accepted. Let's go. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. So like kind of the opposite. That's yeah. how I am though too. Like but she was supportive. Absolutely. Supportive. And I, I remember she was supportive, especially like once you had done it. Cause like you yeah. would talk to her, like we would talk about something and making a change to your diet. Then you would like go back, talk to her and then she'd be like, all right, yeah, that's good. Or I don't know. Maybe I suggest this. And like, um, either way, like once you, and, and I think probably for her, she'd probably just seen so many of you in the, in the oh, past sure. yeah, where she's no just doubt. like, yeah, whatever, man, like you're just still going to be on insulin, like buckle up. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just think that, I mean, that's even better. So she's like, yeah, you're going to be on insulin. You're like, yeah, okay, we'll see. And then no, she was, she was floored when she saw me I was just going to say, how time. good did it feel to like go in there and be like, <laughs> ah, I don't need it anymore. Oh, it felt great. I was like, I had a big, big smile on my face. Uh, That's awesome. And she, uh, and she was surprised cause I was thin now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, she was really surprised about that. She's like, oh my gosh, you look so good. I was like, well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and that had to be, that definitely had to, uh, give you some like, I don't know, rekindle motivation to like continue on in your fitness journey. Like being able to not be on insulin one, just saving that money. But then two, you're able to, uh, kind of probably enjoy your life a little bit more now that you're 
Like not only like oh man, in it's, shape, it's but... amazing. I'm in shape. You know, I was at yep. the Great Wolf Lodge last week with a bunch of kids. Yep. Right. Uh, it was uh, my kid, and uh, we have a couple other families that we went with, and they brought their kids. Yeah. And I, I outlasted all of them. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I outlasted all of them. But you know, I took I was taking I was taking a young man named Chase up uh, up up and down the the flights of stairs to hit this water slide that they got over there. Yeah. An, an indoor uh, water park there, and he was done before I was. I kept going. Yeah. <laughs> so i'll ride it myself there you go. go and that has to be, that has to feel awesome after like years of being like i'm sure like it had to be gratifying after years of being like it's like almost like held back by your weight held back mm-hmm. by uh you know being out of shape because like we were talking about earlier that was a good 12 years basically of like stagnation give or take where yeah. you're just like chilling probably like oh we have to go upstairs fuck like you yeah know what I mean? like oh my god i can't climb these steps yeah i climbed them like they were nothing yeah versus at, now at like park. And, 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 and to back, and just a little bit more, the, um, I went to, uh, Dollywood just a month ago. Right. Right. And I hit some roller coasters. Well, when I hit roller coasters, when I was fat, I got like real sick and I couldn't stand it and it just hurt. Didn't want to do it. This last month at, when I went to Dollywood, yeah. it was the best thing ever. I could take all the freaking roller coasters. Oh, yeah. I am super excited about that. That's awesome. Yes. So you're able to kind of like almost get, get back part of your life and you also were able to go back and fly again right like you're yeah able to i got my medical certification yeah, back. yeah yeah i did so that's awesome and that was your initial goal so you're able to accomplish that yep and i did finally accomplish that they they wanted me to be on a on one of those stress tests on the treadmill or whatever yeah it's supposed to be a nine minute test i went for 12 because hey, i wasn't smoked it i was smoking it yeah so. <laughs> and, and the report came back yeah, yeah. actually like, i remember that because yeah. even that was recently or somewhat that might have been this year, right? That was last year. I think last it was last year. year. Late yeah. last year. Uh, but either way, when you were talking to me about that, even that, you were like, yeah, I got to do the stress test. And I remember being like, bro, you're going to crush this. Like, yeah. I was like, what do you have to do? <laughs> and you're like, I don't know, like run on the treadmill for a little bit. And like at the time you were doing like, I think just the fit classes, like four or five times yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah. Just or, the five, you know, five, five times a week. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, you're going to destroy this. And I remember you being like, I don't know. And then like you came back after doing it. You're like, yeah, I destroyed it. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, there you it. go. It was, yep. Um, there was nothing left of that treadmill. That's awesome. I think, <laughs> and uh, that has to be, you know, a good, that's probably a good example of like building confidence. That's something else that I know the gym has done for you. Because um, yes. before, so like when you first started, where was your confidence level at as a scale of like zero to 10? 10 being like, I am Superman to zero being nothing. I am trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was trash when I first walked in the door. So Absolutely. confidence level, yeah. none. Yeah. Yeah. No, no confidence. Uh, I didn't know, I didn't know what I was about to get into and stuff like that. So, and, and I think that's probably a big, uh, that was a big help in me just listening to what you had to tell me, uh, in my training and stuff. So yeah. Being, and you definitely like, you definitely listen to stuff. Cause I remember, I remember having multiple conversations where you'd be like, yeah, I remember when you told me this and I was like, what I said that like, you would like bring up <laughs> things that I said that I was like, Oh, cool. Like, that, yeah. Like, damn, I'm smart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, like, you're like, yeah, you said that. I was like, sick. Like, yeah, I did. Uh, but yeah, no, you, you definitely have grown like a ton confidence wise. Cause I mean, even doing something like this, like talking on a podcast, if I had asked you to do that, like three years ago, I would have had like, I probably would have done it, Yeah, but I would have like had sweating. butterfly. Yeah. Sweating yeah. and all this. Yeah. I'm wearing my hoodie now. So, you know, I'm yeah, good. Exactly. You know? We're just chilling. Um, yeah, no, and I think I think that's been awesome for me to watch. Uh, just like as your friend, and mm-hmm. uh, now that you're one of the trainers of Fortis, just watching you like grow from, 
you know, when you first came in, like I said, like, and like you said yourself, you're like super intimidated, just mm-hmm. even like walking the door. And now you're like walking in the door, opening up the gym every morning for us, which I'm super grateful for. Um, <laughs> Happy to do it. For people that don't know, Bully is our rock solid opener. He gets there early, early, probably before me. Cause whenever I open the gym, I get there like five o'clock, maybe five one. <laughs> but I had to keep the standard this past week while he was gone. I was, I was trying to get there early. Were you uh, successful? <laughs> yeah. There was one day where I was there like 455. All the other days I was there 450. All right. <laughs> but yeah, no, he, uh, that's something like for me, like that was something, something that I, uh, was looking for is like a rock solid, trustworthy person to open up the gym. Cause that's just something you don't really want. Like, uh, not that other people like wouldn't have been trustworthy, but getting up at 4am is very hard. And I remember <laughs> when I was talking to you, like, and you're like, yeah, I'm interested in being a trainer. I'm like, this might work perfect. Cause you like love getting up early or you just do get up early. I just do. Um, yeah. and whether you love it or not, you're up <laughs> and you know, you really want someone that's rock solid and ready to go in the mornings because the mornings is a special time. You know what I mean? If you've never worked out at 5 uh, a.m., it's just a little bit different uh, than, you know, the rest of the day. The rest of the day, you're already up, and then it's just kind of continuation of your day. 5 a.m. is the first thing that you see. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. you want to make sure that, like, as as a business owner, I want to make sure that our clients are walking into, like, somebody who's ready to greet them and smiling face and ready to get their workout on and their best hour of their day started off right. And I think you're like the perfect man for that. And you do like an awesome job. And, um, even in the time that you, from when you first started kind of doing the opening thing and going five, five, six AM to now you've grown a ton in just your confidence on the floor and like your, uh, you know, ability with like cueing and correctional things. And I think that's something that you can really only just learn through doing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sometimes it's hard to read that from a book where you're like, Mm -hmm okay, this is how you correct a back squat. But like, you can't really do that unless you see someone doing like, you're like, okay, yeah, that's wrong. Like, let's go correct this. You know what I mean? It's a lot easier once you have those reps in, which I think you're uh, doing and have been doing and doing a great job at it. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Uh, So, so yeah. So where would you say you're at now for your fitness journey? So I know you tried barbell for a little bit, and I know now we're kind of back at back in the fit class. What do you think draws you more to the fit class and the group environment than barbell? At least right now, and I know you're real busy right now, so I know that's part of oh, it. Oh, and that's it. That's that's that that's is it. all of it. There you go. <laughs> uh, just real busy. I can uh, in the fit class. It's definitely an hour long, and I can get on and do what else I got to do. Uh, I really want to do barbell though, but I do not have the time to put into it because I've got a job that wants me there nine hours a day, Monday through Thursday and eight hours every other Friday. Um, so that's, that's, that's so weird. Why don't they just have like just Fridays (laughs) off or like Fridays half days? Wouldn't that be better? Yeah, I don't know. They have they actually know. have several different schedules. So like some departments work uh, five days a week, eight hours a day kind of thing. Others work what they call the 980 schedule. That's nine hours Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday and then eight on Friday and every other Friday is off. And then they also have the 410 schedule, four days, 10 hours a week or 10 hours a day. I'm sorry. I wish okay. it was 10 hours yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. But yeah. Four days, 10 hours a week. We done. 10 hours a day. Yeah. So – um. So yeah, so there's there's several different schedules uh, that are available, but not it's it's by department. It's not uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's not selectable by you. I got you. So you're just stuck with that schedule, pretty much. Yeah. So that being said, um, you know the fit class, I think like it probably just allows you to get that workout in. You know, it's a guaranteed workout. You know, you're going to get 
a good workout in with an hour. Um, that's something we really try and do at Fortis with our Fortis Fit classes. We're packing a quality workout into an hour. Um, it's we really like 50 minutes because we clean down everything or we wipe down everything after each mm-hmm. class. Um, but you know, we we try and make like at least when I'm designing those workouts, I try and make like them extremely time efficient, I guess. Whereas like barbell is a little bit more like free form. You can come in and take your time with the workout, take your time with the warm up. But fit class is like, we pretty much have every minute of that planned out from yep. when you step in the door until you leave. Um, yeah, that's one of the parts I like about the fit classes is it's, it's all structured throughout the, throughout the hour, right. basically. Whereas barbell, you've got all your movements there, but you as the barbeller you. gets to decide, you know, when you're going to do those movements, uh, how much rest you're going to put in between them. You know, some take two minutes, some, some take 10 hours. Yeah. And, <laughs> truth. Yeah, you know, the social media is just very important in between sets. This is true. <laughs> For this barbell, every time I try and get Instagram, sometimes they're just on Instagram. I don't know what they're doing, <laughs> taking rest too much. No, but they, 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 uh, both sides do really well, though, um, and, and depending, just depending on how much time you have. I'm really, I'm really happy with uh, the motivation I get from the fit class and the other members that are in the fit class with me. That kind of awesome. helps me to motivate. That motivates me to keep going or go go harder even, because yeah. uh, you know sometimes I feel like as a trainer now I need to be the example. Uh, so that keeps me up and uh, that, that keeps me motivated having right. to be the example. And um, so that's good. And in barbell, you know, when you get to those heavy lifts, everybody's cheering for you. They're like, yeah, get it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's really motivating as well. But, um, for me, I'm not at those heavy lifts yet in yeah. barbell. So I kind of feel like I'm a little bit alone, but every time I do struggle, somebody is watching me and they do start yelling at me yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. encouraging me. Yeah. Right. So it, it is there, uh, absolutely on both sides, but, um, no, that's awesome. And I think it's probably awesome, uh, to, for you to see, like, cause I remember I would tell like you guys, I'm like, yeah, you, like, you know, I get motivated by our members and I get motivated by you guys. And probably at the time you're just like, what? Like you get motivated by me. But now like the, you're a trainer. It's like, no, like working out with like the other members, like with you is like super motivating. At least like, it's still motivating for me. You know what I mean? I love working out, uh, with my barbell crew at 5am. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even though, and I think sometimes people, it's like, oh, well, you're lifting like so much more or this and that, or, you know, but for, you know, you're doing the, we were doing the deadlifts the other day and you hit 305 for the first time. I did hit 305, yeah. And that was a big milestone for you. Yes, it was. Nobody else was hitting 305, but everybody else was cheering for you. You know what I mean? And you're being motivated by the other ladies and uh, gents in the class crushing their personal best. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. like if they're in there lifting 115 or 155 and that's their personal best, you're like, well, shit, let's go. You know what I mean? That's awesome. And, you know, I feel like, uh, I just think it's awesome that you're saying like you get motivated from the other members because I totally feel the same way where it's like, you know, whether and, you know, some members, especially over in Barbell, some of those members are stronger than me. So I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's definitely motivating. And I think it's uh awesome culture that we've built at uh, at Fortis and that you've helped build. And I'll tell more. you, that's the, that's that's the big thing that kept me going, especially in the beginning was the, the, the culture, the community that you have at Fortis. That's what kept me coming, yeah. you know, because like I said, I was intimidated. I was scared of all the people in there. You yeah. know, they were just going to eat my lunch. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's not the case at Turns all. Turns out. <laughs> Turns out this can be very fun. The people are great, yeah. you know, and, and, and nobody's nobody's bashing you for not being able to do something. And that's yeah. something I was also worried about. Yeah, uh, and I think, I think that's like, honestly, what sets our gym apart is that, 
you know, we, we try and we talked about this in last week's episode, like we try and be encouraging at whatever level you're at, because at some point we were all at the same level or we mm-hmm. were at a similar, you know what I mean? Like yeah, maybe every, not the exact same, but like everybody starts somewhere. Exactly. Right? We all start somewhere. out as babies, right? You, yep. You're definitely you not grow. deadlifting 400 pounds nope. right out of the womb. Nope. So and that would be a sight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, but yeah, no. And I think, uh, I think that I just think it's awesome that, uh, even all the way back then, that was like your one of your motivations to stay was just like the culture and yeah, it was definitely the, the culture and the have. community and 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 the accountability that that community provides. Yeah, you know, because like I said, I was at Planet Fitness. I didn't go because there was no accountability. There yeah. was nobody there with me to say, "Hey, let's go to the gym." Truth, and no. And if you're a member of Fortis <laughs> and you miss like one or two days, don't you know one of us is messaging you? Right. <laughs> I tell all of my trainers to do that because that's what I did. <laughs> and then I'm like, "All right, guys. So if you're a trainer and this person comes to your class, they miss it, shoot them a text. Uh, we just like to check in, make sure you guys are doing okay, and make sure you know you're not." Uh, derailing because we know how easy that can be mm-hmm. and we know how also powerful and impactful just a quick message can be to help you stay on course um so obviously fitness played a huge role and kind of kind of changed your life turned it in basically 180 degrees um at what point were you like throwing around the idea of becoming a trainer um and why did you want to become a trainer because i think that's pretty cool for people to see yeah uh so um it was when one of the other trainers decided that uh, they were going to leave. Yep. And I felt like, well, Nate needs another trainer. I think I'll <laughs> see if he'll yeah. he'll uh, he'll let me be a trainer. So uh, and and you did actually. Awesome. I think you came up to me about that like the day that we the announced day, that the day yeah. Yeah, yep. pretty much, because I wasn't going like, to let somebody else get in yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's my spot. Yeah, you were like, hey, <laughs> put me in, coach. <laughs> and then I learned about another tra- trainer that you were bringing on uh, like shortly thereafter. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, maybe he's already filled it, but he still let me do it. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was overjoyed because I was like, all right, this dude has an awesome like story and uh, great perspective. And like that's something, honestly, so like, you know, to this day, what you went through is something that I can, you know, maybe relate to, but I've never gone through that where like, I'm, you know, you're way overweight, you're diabetic and this and that. And that's a huge, huge turning point to be where you're at now where you're off insulin. Uh, you know, you're much healthier, you're getting after it every day in the gym. And, you know, I, I just think I, that was my first thought. I'm like, this is going to be great. Like he like has, walk the walk, you know what I mean? For all right. the, a lot of these people that come in here, this dude's done it. So like whenever anyone's, you know, in, I've his been in class, the position, you'd yeah. be like, Nope, I've already done this. It's already, possible. <laughs> it is possible. You can't fool me. So let's yeah, go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I thought, I thought that was going to be just a great uh, thing. And I, and I think, you know, I remember that conversation cause you told me, I was like, you know, why do you want to do this? And, uh, you were like, well, like fitness has just changed my life or something to that effect. And you're like, I want to, uh, help others and try and change their lives. And I was like, Hell yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. That was like the first thing you said. So. Yeah, because I have that been there, done that kind of uh, story, right? Yep. So um, I can I can help other people do this as well, and and, and it's going to change their lives. It's, I like to make people happy. I also I also have a knack for teaching, I feel. Yeah. Um, it's I something agree. I've wanted to do. Like one of my goals was to be a flight instructor. Yeah. Um, though I haven't gotten there yet, thanks to the diabetes, but yeah, um, yeah. it's on the- Still it, on the list. It's still on the list. We'll get there eventually. Yep. You're a very patient man, as am I, where, like, I feel like sometimes you set goals that, like, other people are like, yeah, we'll see, and then you're like, yes, we will, and then maybe, like, 10 years later, you're like, hey, look, there here it is. I am. <laughs> um, yep. And there's definitely something to be said for that. Like, I think persistence 
and consistency over a long period of time. Like that's something that you done for yourself with, you know, the weight loss and whatnot. And I just think you've seen the power of like just putting one foot in front of the other, doing that for right. a few years and then take a look and see where you're at well, rather than always looking like, Oh, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. Like, yeah, why, yeah. Like just start moving and then keep moving. Just, you're right. Right. And it'll get there. And, and, and that's just what, that's like what you said in a couple of podcasts ago, making that one small sacrifice. So mm-hmm. if you take one small sacrifice at a time, like one bite at a time, that's, yeah. how, you, that's how you eat the elephant, right? One yep. bite at a time. Exactly. So, uh, and that's what it takes. Uh, cause for me, my journey wasn't just, all right, I'm going to start working out and then boom, I'm healthy again. It was, it was, I start working out and then, uh, I'll have a, I'll have a, what's it called? A setback. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have a setback. I've had lots of setbacks in my, in my fitness journey. So like I've, I've thrown my back out on a power clean. Yep. Right. And I would be, I would be not being able to progress at mm-hmm. all. When I lost all the weight, uh, when Your I changed strength. the diet, the yeah. strength went with it. It was gone. Yeah. Right. I couldn't deadlift 200 pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, 150 lost, like, was a problem. You lost a ton of weight, like super, super quick. I lost a ton of weight super quick and the strength went with it. So I had to start over again. Right. Right. And I was already, what, a year and a half into this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and, and for that, you were, you know, you had accomplished one thing, but then it must have been like slightly disheartening. You're like, damn, like, all right, like I did this, but now I can't even lift like what I had worked so hard to lift. Right. No, absolutely. But again, it was the people that kept me coming back. Yeah. You know, the community that we have at Fortis Fitness is a very big driver, at least for me. And I'm pretty sure for most people there, yeah. it's the community that keeps them coming back. So that's, I think that's a big factor at our gym, uh, having that support to keep the people coming back, uh, despite any setbacks that they may, uh, yeah. they may experience. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, and I think like, it's also just like, uh, having a more um i guess like moderate look towards setback so like something that i do and something that you do and all of our trainers do a good job at is try not to like uh i don't know make some huge reaction over setbacks in people's lives you know what i mean so let's just say you know you hurt your back or something like that or you you twist your ankle if you come in and you talk to your trainer and you're like, hey, I did this. And then your trainer's like, oh, shit, bully. Like, oh, you did that to your back? Like, I, I mean, man, you're going to have to, like, you probably need to, like, go take three, four months off. Like, let that heal. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Like, no. if that's what your trainer's telling you, then you're like, oh, shit. Like, it almost, like, confirms your setback. You know what I mean? Like, it, right. it, it, it like, uh, glorifies the setback. You're like, yeah, oh, you're right. I, can, I can set this up. I can take a break. But, you know, what we try and do at Fortis is, like, you know, and, of course, like, have you gone to your doctor, get it checked out? Right. We don't not like, you know, we don't want to uh, break anything yeah, else. We don't, yeah, we don't want to break anything <laughs> else. We want to make sure you're seeing your doctor. But, you know, if it's something you do need to go see your doctor, whether it's just a small tweak, either way, we try and have a very, like I said, just kind of like even keel response. Like, all right, that's, you know, like when you came to me with that, it's like, all right, well, we're not going to be able to do these movements, but we can do this, this, and this, and we can still make progress in mm-hmm. these areas. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, we have a client right now who, unfortunately tore something in his shoulder and you know while that is you know horrible and that sucks and the recovery for that is going to be a while there's still plenty of other limbs that you can be working and (laughs) you know other limbs some cardio exactly and that and for that person in particular we're going to be focusing on our on their legs and uh building their legs building their back things like this that you know it's not going to impact the shoulder injury mm-hmm. negatively and there's still like plenty of things to do and that's a big thing at fortis that like we really try and do is like 
make the obstacles like little speed bumps instead of giant walls. Cause I think that that's like the default is like, you know, oh, I'm on track, I'm on track, I'm on track. And then it's like, oh, I twisted my ankle going up the stairs. Now I can't do this anymore. It's like, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe you can't do, even if you can't do 90% of what you were doing before, at least you're doing 10% and you're not stopping. And that's the key is that when you stop, you slow down. That's when you start dying. You know what I mean? Like right. metaphorically, like you're just like, if you just can keep moving a little bit, then eventually you're going to get that momentum back. That's what happened to you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You lost yep. all that weight. You're a little discouraged with the, uh, with the strength, strength loss. loss. Yep. And now we're hitting and 305, now 305 you know I mean? on the deadlift. Yep. Exactly. So amazing. So, you know, it's always going to keep going. And like, I think that's definitely part of what we try and strive to create at Fortis. And what we have is just a super supportive community that like, isn't going to, and it's also kind of a community, like you said, that keeps you accountable. We're like, they're not going to let you slack off. Like we got mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. people in there that'll like grind your gears, maybe a little bit more than me, where it's like, Hey man, like, where are you at? Like, where are you been? <laughs> and I think that's, uh, you know, super important as well. Um, so yeah, so I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, man, and kind of sharing a little bit of your background. Yeah, thanks and your story. for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, and we appreciate all you do for uh, Fortis and for the early morning crew. Yeah. Like I said, um, you're an awesome coach and a good inspiration and motivator to everybody that comes in the 5 and 6 a.m. hour and definitely a good positive way to start their day. Um, rather than just sleeping in, all right? <laughs> You've motivated people enough to stop hitting the snooze button and come in. So right, that's the yeah. first step. Um, just a reminder, you guys, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, be sure to click that subscribe button, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the other podcast things. Uh, subscribe. That way you get notified when we drop the new episode. Remember, we drop new episodes every Wednesday, Worldwide Wednesday. Uh, be sure to also leave us a rating. And if you're feeling generous this Christmas season, please share it with your friends. That's, that helps us out probably the most. So just we make an Instagram post every week. If you don't mind sharing that on Instagram or Facebook with your friends and family, that would be fantastic. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, you guys. Hope you all have a wonderful holiday and a Merry Christmas. And we'll be back next week for another episode of Fortis Worldwide. Peace. Peace.